I'll never be more love than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more love than I am right now. Ooh.
welcome ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of jesus is the answer with kathy i am an ambassador of christ jesus and i am your host you are welcome god bless you it's sunday it's thanksgiving service how are you all doing did you go to church today what did the what did the pastor say what did the man of god or woman of god preach what was the topic what was the message that was preached today? Because I have a powerful message today. I was live on Facebook. You can go and watch the live. My first time of going live on Facebook. <laughs> I had a strong leading to do that. So I think the message is for someone out there on Facebook. And I say I won't leave my people out, right? So the message is titled, Guard Your Heart. Don't be a Judas. Guard your heart, don't be a Judas. So before we dive into today's message, let's welcome Abba Father. Let's welcome Yahweh, Father. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the mighty man in battle, Father. Take over me, take over this service. Less of me, more of you. Speak through me, Father. Bless your children, and when you are done, take all the glory as I soak myself and everyone out there listening to me, everyone under the sound of my voice. I soak us all with the precious blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Do not be a Judas. Guard your heart. Wow. Or have you already been one that you have to repent? Ask God to forgive you. Make peace with your father. Who can stand against the No one can. No Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Oh, oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Jesus. 
This sound to me it never goes like it, it's been seven years since the release it, but it's each time I listen to it, it's like wow, I'm just wowed by it. I'm just wowed by it. Victory belongs to Jesus, yes. Do not be a Judas. Hope you've heard all. If you are planning to be one, repent because the devil, after he will use you, he will flee. And the next thing, huh, only God knows. God will need to come and help you. You see what he did with Judas Iscariot? Let me pause this. Judas Iscariot had an open door. And the devil used that. The devil entered him. The Bible says when Satan entered him, he went and he met the, the Pharisees. And he told them that he can do this business with them. You know what? Come, we can we can do business. I'll betray him. I'll look for a perfect time. I will give him a kiss, and you know that that's the one. And you just take him, just make ready my money. But what happened after he betrayed Jesus? What happened? The devil flee, and then he came to himself, and he's like, "What did I do? I just betrayed an innocent person." That's what the devil does. So if you leave yourself to be used by the devil, of course, he's only using you. Do you think you are doing business with him? The devil has no friend. He will use you, dump you, and go. That's the devil for you. He's out there to take people, to bring people down. He's out there going about looking for whom to devour. Or oh, you think he'll come and stand before you and say, oh, I'm the liar. Uh, sorry, I'm the devil. I want to devour you. No. When you have an open door, that's what he will use. Judas Iscariot had an open door. He was a thief. The Bible says it. He was a thief. He used to steal from the money, from the ministry's coffer. Okay, now, turn to your Bible. Let's go to the book of John, John 12, 6. We will read from verses 2 because I put 6 down, but um, if you want to really get the story, let's go to the book of John. John 12, verses 2, right? I said 2 to 6. And it says, A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Matters served and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance but Judas Iscariot, the disciple who will soon betray him, said, in quotes, that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. The Bible says in verse 6, the book of John, listen carefully. Not that he cared for the poor. <laughs> 
Verse 5 says, he said, that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. When you hear this, oh, this man is so kind. He's thinking of the less privileged, the poor. Verse 6 says, no, not that he cares for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some from him for himself. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. So this is somebody who already has an open door, being a thief, who steals from the treasury, money that is meant for the disciples, that they use probably to buy food when they go out of town for war. Jesus takes from there from time to time and help the poor. Money that people give as offering, people sow seed. He steals from it. So he's not like, oh, this money. Imagine, wow, if they have sold this perfume, how much money will make out of that? Man, I would have had enough to steal from myself. So this is something probably was even grumbling and then unconsciously because he, character is something you can't hide. They say character is like pregnancy. You only hide it for a while, but it will show. So he spoke aloud unconsciously as so believed then because Jesus told them, if you read further, verse 7, Jesus says, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. Verse 8, you will always have the poor among you, but you will not have you will not always have me. Are you listening? So maybe he was just grumbling to to another disciple, like man, look at what is what she's doing. She's just wasting this perfume. She would have used it, sell it, and give the money so that we can give to the poor. And now she's just wasting it here, rubbing on Jesus' feet. The whole house is just smelling of what is that? Jesus is like, hey. Hey, let me call you to other men. Leave her alone. You don't even know what she's doing. Because before Mary was born, Mary and Martha, God had already arranged that this is what is going to happen. So you don't try to interfere with what God is doing here. They had to offer her dinner for him to come in there and then the sister would do this, prepare his body. For him being so short-sighted and wicked and so selfish, he's just thinking of, how they could have sold it and make a huge amount of money so he can steal from it. Mm. And Jesus rebuked him. So he had an open door already. So that's why the devil entered him. Why not him and another disciple? Why didn't they say, oh, Judas and uh, uh, another disciple? Why is it only Judas? Because Judas had an open door. He was wicked he was a thief he had jealousy in him i see how oh i'm jealous i wish i was jesus so i would just possess all this money the bible did not say so but from my understanding because only somebody will have the gods they are using oil to anoint or to 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 rob your your your, your master you are his servant you are grumbling openly to extent that he he's even hearing it you didn't even go behind and you murmur. Or you didn't even keep it in your mind. You had to say it aloud. This is witchcraft now. Imagine your pastor in your church. Somebody is honoring your pastor. And you sit there. 
No, let's just put it this way. Let me paint it this way. Let's keep Jesus now aside, right? It's not like Jesus is not, it's not, but let me just use your pastor. Imagine your pastor that I have so much reference to, or your, your, your reverend father, and somebody comes there and says, oh, father, wiping their feet. He has traveled from one village to another one with all the doors, and they're like, oh, father, you are tired, come here, we offer you food. Even if we look at this, we put at it like even here in the Western world. But he's coming back from preaching probably for eight hours. Even if it's three hours, probably he didn't have breakfast. And then he went there after preaching. He had another meeting, another seminar and counseling. And he said, Father, we're inviting you all over for dinner. And he comes, you take his back. Say, hey, Father, where? I'm glad you are here. God bless you. You remove your expensive oil. And you are massaging his feet. Say, oh, this is your feet that you are using to walk, to do God's work. May God bless you, Father. And then you use your hair. You are cleaning it. Or you even wash it. Okay, let's keep the fact that you put, you use perfume. Let's say he comes like that. You give him water to wash his hands. You are saving him. You say, Father, let me clean your shoes. Your shoes are dirty. Uh, let's imagine that it's winter where with snow and then it has rain. You know, the snow on the shoe. You put on the heater. You're just being so caring. And, you know, giving him all this attention, taking care of him as he deserves is an anointing man of God. And somebody like, eh, is he the only, is he the only one here? Why are you paying so much attention? Like, seriously? This man is representing God. They're not talking of Jesus, whom you have seen him doing things. The same Lazarus. This was after he has raised him from the dead. You've seen him perform so many things. Right? Even whether it's before or after he rose, he, he rose from the dead. Lazarus rose from the dead. But I mean, this is Lazarus. And this is Jesus we are talking of here. There's something I might see. Sorry. You know how hard he works. Somebody who fast for 40 days and night, no food. While you are sleeping, you wake up early in the morning. You go somewhere, meditating, preaching, and praying to God. You are having a good night rest. He's out there early in the morning. And when people come, you say, oh, people are looking for you. You say, no, we have to go somewhere else. So that those people also, the gospel, there's somebody who works hard. Doesn't he deserve to be pampered? And you're like, No. Is it every is money everything? Somebody can say that who has a good intention, but his was wrong. His intention was to steal the money because he was a thief. And the devil said, Okay, since you love money, you know what? I'm going to mess you. You think he think he was betraying Jesus? No. The devil said, Okay, since you love money, I will use this and I'm going to mess your life. And that's exactly what the devil did. That's exactly what the devil did. We have to guard our heart jealously. Let's learn to guard our heart so that evil will not come, will not take over us, and we forget 
ourselves and we start to live in regret. No, that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. But you have to stay in God's presence. Pray at all times. Worship. When the devil comes with such thoughts, you say, get thee behind me, Satan. Let's go to the book of Mark 7, 21 to 23. If you have your Bible, turn to the book of Mark. If you don't have your Bible, jot them down so that you might go and read them, right? Mark 7, 21, 23. Mm, no, let me start a bit further. Let me start from 20. For from within, out of a person's had come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, wickedness, deceit, lustfulness, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. This was foolishness. It was foolish of him to think that he will betray Jesus. Somebody you have seen doing miracles. Somebody will reveal himself to you and you want to take small money. How much even? And you think you will have peace. No. But this is what because he had an open door. The enemy used what he had to mess him up. When he saw Jesus and the devil flee or flee later on, what happened? He came to himself and his senses and he was like, oh, what have I done? He gave them back the money. Shame. Betrayer. Everything. His conscience now was like, this man has been good to me. He has not done anything. It's like he can't stand it. He went and committed suicide. And you think with such death he will see God? Definitely not. No. Yeah, somebody had to betray Jesus. Jesus had to die. But unfortunately, this one had an open door. If he didn't have an open door, God could have made it. Probably only the same people could have caught Jesus at the temple and murder him or do whatever they, you know, only them could have. Maybe one of those days he was preaching because there was a time he even asked them, he said, but I've been with you Paul, all along in the, in the temple preaching every day. Why didn't you Paul, arrest me? God could have made it that way, that they would even arrest him there, then take him to, to uh, uh, um, you know, and then start to judge him and find him guilty. So everything will be on their head. But because Judah had an open door, the enemy had to use him. Yes, I know you probably have, but somebody had to betray Jesus. Must it be Judas? Must it be you? Somebody had to do it. Must it be you? God will have another way of doing it. Jesus asked, and I've been with you people all this while. If Judah was not being, being uh, um, so, uh, what's it called, money-minded, God would have made it in a way that one of them, would have just got to say, hey, you say you, like when Jesus said, you know, bring this temple down and I'll build it up in three days. They would have used that and arrested him there and take him to the, 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 wherever they took him to, that they should judge him and persecute him, that he's guilty to their king or to their judge, 
Take him. No, but no, they did not. The devil is like, ah, this one, you like money. I will mess you up. Same goes to you, to us all. If we have an open door, the enemy will use it to mess your life, to mess you up. You see that person you don't want to forgive, that has been asking for forgiveness. That friend that has been saying, oh, I am sorry. Even if they don't say sorry, but because it's the right thing to do, you're like, no, why should I forgive them? They betray me. All I've always done to them, I've been good, I've been kind to them. I will not forgive them. You see that unforgiveness? The devil will use it to mess you up. You see that light telling that you are telling? The devil will use it to mess you up. You see that envy, that jealousy you have, that people, your friends are progressing. Your friends are having things. You can't even congratulate them. Your friend just bought a house. You can't even say, oh, my dear, I'm happy for you. Be happy for people. Celebrate people. Celebrate with them. No, you are envy. Why? Must it be the why? Why not? They are working hard. They're not stopping you from working hard. You all have, you have two different destinies. Maybe they are, this is the attempt to, to buy a house now. You will buy yours at your own right time. See, probably you are doing something now that they are not doing. Maybe they don't have responsibility that you have. Look at it this way. So instead of you be satisfied, be contented with what you have, you decide to be envious of your friend and even start spreading rumors. Oh, that house, I heard that is this. I heard that is that. Oh, the house is not even that fine. Oh, I went there. The house is this. You start looking for complaints and this and that. Let me tell you, the devil is going to mess you up. And when you start saying those things, it will come. The people you sit with there and you discuss all these things are the people who go and meet your friend. I thought this one is your best friend, but this is what your best friend is telling me. This is your, your, those people you are talking with, and they'll be talking and laughing. They'll be like, really? Eh? Is that how that your friend is? They will go to that your friend, eh? let me tell you, to visit that your friend, to congratulate them when they are doing house opening. And they'll be like, wow, this your house is beautiful. It's spacious. The rooms is comfortable. Look at this. And you got it in a very, I mean, at a very good price. Congratulations, dear. But why was your friend saying that the house is not even beautiful? And this, to be like my friend, which is your best friend now. This one we used to be so. They will tell your friend. And do you think your relationship with your friend will be the same? It will never be the same. No matter how you apologize, even if your friend confronts you and you're like, no, I didn't mean it that way, they should go caught it. Why must it be you? Why should you even be discussing your friend, your best friend with other people? The spirit of envy, of wickedness, witchcraft, and jealousy. When people bring your best friend's names to you, you are the one to shut them. You say, no, I don't discuss my friend with you. If there's anything, take it to my friend. Or let me call my friend. But some of you know. When they start talking about friends, like, really? Anyway, I don't know about them. And you know that my friend is seeing my friend like that. Me and her, we are like this, we are like that. Say, see, 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 see. You start to turn it. And those people will go, they'll be like, eh? I told her best friend, but this her friend always told me that she's my best friend. But if she's talking about her friend like this, no, let me tell this her friend that the way you take, you talk about this girl, you talk so highly of her that she's your best friend, and this she's not like that. They will open up, guard your heart jealously. Don't let the enemy use you, because it's the source of everything you do. Your heart. Your heart is the source. It's from there everything comes. Good, bad, everything comes from there. 
And remember, they said an idol man's workshop is the devil's, an idol man, an idol man's heart is the devil's workshop or mine. Once you sit there, you are idle, you don't have anything to do. Instead of to read your Bible, instead of to pray, to listen to gospel music, or listen to my preaching, the ones I've done. I have a whole lot. Hundreds of messages are there. Even if I don't come on live today or tomorrow, or I say I'll preach on Wednesday, and Wednesday I'm not there. Go and listen to the old messages. They never run out of time. Go and listen to them. You'll pick something. Even the one you just listened two months ago, go there and repeat it. Maybe there's something I said you didn't hear the first time you, you listened to it. Instead of you to be to guard yourself to stay in God's presence with the things of God and do the things of God, you are like doing this. That's when you say, hey, right, right. Who is she envying? I will deal with her. I will set her up at a place of work. This is what I will say. I will do this. I will do that. And let me tell you, God will expose you because the truth will obviously come out. No matter how long it takes, the truth will come out. I don't know about you people, but I keep saying God is too real to me. God is so real. God is so real. This is all I came out this evening to tell you. You should guard your heart. Stay away from sin. Don't let Satan enter you like he did. Let me take you to the book of Luke. Let me read Luke 22, verses 3 to 5. Go to your Bible and read. Let's read from the book of Luke. Luke 22, right? Luke 2, 2, 3 to 5. Then Satan entered into Jesus Iscariot, who was one of the twelve disciples, and he went to the leading priest and captain of the temple guard to, to, to discuss the best way to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted and they promised to give him money. So he agreed and began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus so they could arrest him when the crowd won't, were not around. Now listen, he's the one who went to them all. That is what will happen if you don't guard your heart. When the devil will take over you, you start, you'll be the one to go to your friends at the place of work. Probably this is your colleague. You'll be the one who want to set him up. Your boss will not even come to you and tell you, and can you watch after her? Or so, uh, like, not even watch after her, but can you put an eye on her and tell me how she's behaving or how he's behaving? Does they re do they really come on time? Do they sign out on time? Do they really do this? Do they do that? You'll be the one to go and meet them and start running your mouth. And they'll be like, wow, this person is doing this. I thought this, this. And then you'll be exposed. It only lasts for a little while. You might think you are, you are having your best time. Cashing fun. That person is under duress now. They are pressurizing them. They are saying this. Oh, they might even suck them from false evidence. You might even plant things at their place of work, where, you know, and they will catch them and use it as evidence against them. But listen, God will promote them. And when they know, oh, you will pay dearly. You will pay dearly. You will pay dearly because at that place of work, you will lose your work and God will so deal with you and you'll be exposed that everybody in your community, nobody will want to have anything to do with you. And God help you. You don't turn out to be like, like Judas who went and commit murder. 
So stay away from sin. Stop envy. Stop jealousy. Stop backbiting. Stop gossiping. Stop hatred. Forgive people and love them. Love people. Sin is not good. Don't think you're doing sin. You are doing somebody. You're only hurting yourself. You are digging your own grave. You are digging your own grave. Okay? So guard your heart jealousy. When the devil comes, starts to whisper, I say, hey, devil, get it behind me. Start to pray. Start to speak in tongues. Start to worship. Just start to pray, thanking God, giving him all the glory for everything he has done for you. And the devil will flee. He tempted Jesus now. He said he turned the bread into and the stone into bread. I'll give you this. I'll do that. Do that. that. And Jesus said, get thee behind me. And he did what? He flee. He left immediately. Just one rebuke. The same power that Jesus used to rebuke him. You have that same power in you. Oh, yes. God has given us the same power. So fear not. As long as you are preaching in the name of God, as in the name of Jesus, as long as you are binding, you are casting in the name of Jesus, they can never withstand. They will run. They will fall and scatter. Get thee behind me in the name of Jesus, Satan. He will flee. Okay? So guard your heart jealously. Even as small things as pity as telling like, oh, you called me, I didn't see your call. Oh, I saw it after two days. Whereas that person called you, you were right there, you had your phone, you saw it coming because you don't want to talk to them for whatever reason. You started lying after two, three days. Oh, I just saw your music, I don't know what happened, my phone has a problem. That person is not there to see what God is seeing. God sees. We should fear God, not man. We should impress God, not man. We should live a life pleasing to God and not men. Guard your heart jealously. Stay away from sin. Repent. Make peace with, with God. Oh, no man, nothing but love. Okay? Your week is blessed. You're going out and coming in is blessed. I send angels to guard you, to protect you, to watch over you. I come against every spirit of accident in the mighty name of Jesus. I soak our family our family members, into the precious blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. I pray for good health. Anyone who is sick, put your hand on your forehead. Out! In Jesus' name, amen. Receive healing. Receive restoration in your body. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. You who are troubled, receive peace in your heart. May the peace of love be with you. The peace of God, let it be with you. The peace of the Lord, let it be with you. The peace that surpasses all understanding, let it be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Be nice to people, be kind to people. Remember, this world is not our home. We are all strangers. We'll live someday and we'll stand before God. He will ask us how we spend our time here on earth. Let's spend our time doing good. Forgive people. Let go. People come in our lives and we also we are in people's lives for a reason and for a season. There's some friendship that you think, oh, that friendship was to last forever. And then after a while you realize that friend is not calling you again or they are doing this, they are doing that. Let go. Their season in your life is over. Your season in their life is over. Don't force it. 
You don't need to be enemies. When you see, hello, how are you? How are you doing? Hi, it's family. Fine. God bless you, my sister. Take care. We'll see you again and you go your way. Okay? Yes. Love. Not for your sake, but for God's sake. I love you all. The love of God. Go out, spread love, share love. You are blessed. Let me play one more sound. My God is faithful. My God is good all the time, all the time. Our Lord is good. I want to play Ellen Wesley Emmanuel. I saw it now. stick to his own and bring things to pass concerning them. Oh, I don't know about you, but I've come to testify. Hey! This is a beautiful song. Jesus is glorified. He has taken my pain and given me laughter. I've got a melody in my heart. A new song in my mouth. I will shout for joy, tell the world of his great works. Take care of yourself. I love you all. Stay blessed. Bye-bye.